This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from America's first perspective. Brought to you on the Mojo 5.0 radio network. And available on demand at iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. You can follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes. Shoot me an email at RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. And leave a voicemail at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Weigh in with a pithy comment or a question, and we'll use your call on a future broadcast. Well, after waiting for him to make up his mind for what seemed like forever, creepy old Joe Biden, Uncle Joe, has weighed in and decided that he's going to throw his hat into the very crowded Democrat nominating field for 2020 and old joe as he is wont to do started out his campaign based on a fraud joe biden has a long history of fraudulent behavior you'll recall that he ran for president twice before had to drop out because he was caught lying the first time it turned out that he had uh, submitted his his college thesis uh, and uh, many of his speeches were plagiarized he couldn't overcome that because uh, it played into his long reputation of being somebody that uh, was very unfamiliar with the truth. We're going to talk more about this, but I want to remind you that if you have not done so already, you need to go over to mojo.com slash register to win and get in on this giveaway of a Smith & Wesson Bodyguard 380. This is a fabulous concealed carry weapon. And it is uh, available to you if you go over and register to win. It's provided by Tar River Arms. It's a polymer body with a stainless steel slide and receiver. Holds six in the clip and one in the chamber, and it's got a crimson laser sight. It is absolutely probably the best weapon I have ever seen for a concealed weapon. So don't miss out. Register to win. And even if you don't want this weapon, go ahead and register to win, and you can gift it to me afterwards. Just joking. Hosts of Mojo 5.0 are not eligible to win. So, Ojo opened his campaign, and uh, before he even really got into the race, he he started lying already. And this uh, this latest lie is uh, based on uh, this this hoax, this fraud that the media has been perpetrating that. that Donald Trump called the white supremacists and Nazis at the Charlottesville um, 
protest fine people. If you listen to it at the time, um, Trump was saying that uh, people on both sides caused that riot. He condemned the neo-Nazis and the white supremacists. He also condemned Antifa because both of these groups showed up um, looking for trouble. There was a legitimate issue there and still is about removing Confederate statues and, um, you know, turning our back on that, uh, that page in our history. And there were good people on both sides of that debate. There were people, preservationists, uh, people who honored their, um, their ancestors, who wanted to preserve the statues. And there were people on the other side who were equally as well-meaning that thought that uh, the time for those monuments and honoring those people had passed. And, of course, um, the uh, David Duke and the uh, white supremacists showed up uh, as well, and so did Antifa. And both of these groups were prepared for a fight. And Terry McAuliffe, the Clinton crony governor of Virginia and the Democrat uh, mayor of Charlottesville, Virginia, were more than happy to facilitate that. They herded the um, white supremacists into a small park and allowed Antifa to surround it with weapons. And um, and then uh, as soon as they got both of those sides uh, assembled, they ordered the white Nazis, uh, the white supremacists and the Nazis to disperse and created a cordon with the uh, communist Antifas, uh, where they forced this this uh, confrontation. It's exactly what they wanted. And President Trump, uh, instead of just wholeheartedly smearing uh, the preservationists, pointed out that there were people that were there with a legitimate concern about tearing down these statues, and also pointed out that there were people on the other side uh, who had legitimate reasons to want the statues removed. He was trying to be a peacemaker. But no, you can't have that in the modern-day cultural Marxist world. You have to only condemn uh, white people because white people's role in the cultural Marxist worldview is that of oppressor. So Joe Biden announces his uh, his campaign and... Um, and his very first lie out of the gate is this, uh, this lie that says that uh, Donald Trump claimed that the neo-Nazis and the white supremacists were good people. Charlottesville, Virginia is home to the author of one of the great documents in human history. We know it by heart. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights we've heard it so often it's almost a cliche well it's not a cliche nobody thinks of it as a cliche maybe maybe joe biden does but you'll notice that he's citing thomas jefferson uh and the university of virginia that he founded well just like the confederate uh, war dead that uh, that were the subject of these protests the cultural marxists are demanding that the statue of uh, thomas jefferson at the University of Virginia that he founded be removed. But he doesn't uh, mention that because he's too anxious to jump on the Antifa bandwagon. 
But it's who we are. We haven't always lived up to these ideals. Jefferson himself didn't. But we have. See, he has to throw in there a, a jibe at Jefferson. Uh, uh, Joe Biden isn't worthy to shine Thomas Jefferson's shoes, but uh, he checks that cultural Marxist box by by um, throwing shade on probably the greatest um, member of our founders. Never before walked away from them. Charlottesville is also home to a defining moment for this nation in the last few years. It was there on August of 2017 we saw Klansmen and white supremacists and neo-Nazis come out in the open. Their crazed faces, illuminated by torches, veins bulging and burying the fangs of racism chanting the same anti-Semitic bile heard across Europe in the 30s. So Joe Biden's going to cite anti-Semitism? Really? The Democratic Party, ladies and gentlemen, has become the new home for anti-Semitism. They have radical Islamic representatives from these um, enclaves that we've created. And they're virulently and openly anti-Semitic. So Joe Biden has a lot of nerve bringing that forward while at the same time keeping a, a, a zipped lip when it comes to condemning Ilhan Omar or Rashid Tlaib or AOC or the many other vile anti-Semites in the Democrat Party. And they were met by a courageous group of Americans. A courageous group of Americans. Now, Joe Biden has gone all in with Antifa. So we've seen Antifa's tactics. They show up with clubs and mace and matches. They attack people. They attack police. They they, uh, commit vandalism and commit arson. And they openly assault people with who they disagree with. And in most cases, they're not actual Nazis. They're actual white supremacists. In most cases, they just attack white people. Because there are no um, Nazis or white supremacists at hand, so any white person will do. So old Joe Biden has aligned himself now in his very first statement out of the gate for the 2020 Democrat nomination with Antifa. And he has, like the New York Times and CNN and MSNBC, now empowered this communist group of street thugs and radicals. This is Joe Biden for you. There is no lie that is too great or too destructive to put into use for his own political expediency. And a violent clash ensued. A violent clash ensued. The only reason a violent clash ensued is because Antifa was there to attack their opponents. And it was facilitated, like I said, by the governor of Virginia, Terry McAuliffe, and the mayor of Charlottesville. And oh, by the way, Joe Biden had intended to announce, make this announcement in Charlottesville, but instead he moved to a safe confines of a, a labor hall. And why um, organized labor keeps wanting to get on board with this socialist Democrat party is beyond me. I thought labor unions were for labor, and you can't have labor without jobs, and the Democrat party is in full socialism mode. 
Chris Matthews was absolutely thrilled, just like he was thrilled when Obama announced. Do you remember a thrill went up his leg back then? Well, he is absolutely thrilled that old Joe Biden is now in the race, and he could not um, he could not restrain himself from saying so. In the primary race, Chris Matthews, how does he fit into this progressive, diverse, young, female uh, campaign uh, group of contenders? How does Joe well, Biden? Well, I got a comment right there, right on Andrea Mitchell's question. You know, she points out that uh, we've got this Me Too movement going on in the Democrat Party, and this is the time for a woman. Well, apparently, the Democrat Party does not actually stand behind it's um, they don't have the courage of their convictions because despite the fact that over half of this 21 member now Democrat presidential field is female, not a one of them are in the top five in polling. They're all white men. So this actually shows you what's the reality of the Democrat Party. They are a bunch of so-called good whites liberals, limousine liberals, cocktail party liberals, who like to look down their nose and uh, condemn the rest of us as evil racists, while at the same time, they don't take their opportunity to support women or minorities. And Joe Biden stepping into this group is going to be quite entertaining because old Joe Biden is, you know, they keep talking about old white men. Well, that's exactly what Joe Biden is. He is an old white man. And you got Joe Biden and the rest of these Democrats running around and promising that if you would just nominate me, I can't help it. I'm a white man. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Oh, please. But if you'll nominate me, I promise that I'll, I'll pick a woman as vice president. How patronizing, how belittling. To her credit. One of the few things you could credit her for, Stacey Abrams uh, pointed out that I'm not in this to be vice president. I, uh, I've signed up to actually run for president. I, I guess she hasn't actually announced yet. But here's, here's um, Chris Matthews talking about how thrilled he is by Joe Biden's opening announcement lie. You know, make a mark in that. Well, it's tough, and I think he showed uh, the need to, to be himself. I thought that message today was very, very thrilling to me. I thought it was very American. I thought it was great. In fact, ending up with Dr. King, uh, Normandy, the whole thing, putting us together was a powerful message. But I think the message to Democrats... Actually, it was anything but putting us together. It was further dividing us. What Donald Trump actually did in his response to Charlottesville was trying to unite us, saying that there are two sides to this issue. The only way that the Democrat Party or Chris Matthews will allow uh, people to be united is that if one side capitulates and admits that they're morally retarded and the other side, the violent communists in the streets, they're virtuous and good. Crisis, don't blow this one. You blew it in 2016. You lost to Trump. Nobody should have ever lost to Trump. You- the reason you lost to Trump, they still haven't figured it out. It's because people are sick and tired of this cultural Marxism from the Democrat Party. And we're going to talk about it later, but they're all in on socialism. They think uh, people ought to have a guaranteed income, guaranteed health care, guaranteed tuition, guaranteed Internet. There will be no reason for the vast majority of people to get up in the morning except for 
every two years to go down to the ballot to uh, cast a vote for a socialist Democrat. I'm going to stop using that term Democrat socialist. They're not Democrat socialist. They're socialist Democrats. And they want to take us down the same road as socialists have done throughout history by first destroying free enterprise and second by promising to fund uh, free programs, uh, free stuff for everybody if you will just vote for them. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we, uh, we are under assault. Traditional Americans, middle Americans are under assault. And a lot of this is being funded by the same big corporations that we spend our money with, both on uh, television and on utilities. Because the truth of the matter is, these corporate boards, the big companies like AT&T and Verizon and, and uh, T-Mobile, are all stacked with left-wing activists who insist that the charitable giving from these big corporations go to um, causes that you and probably most of their customers actually find repugnant. Well, you don't have to continue to play this game. You don't have to continue to send your money to AT&T or Verizon or T-Mobile. You can can, uh, pay for your cellular phone service with a company that supports conservative causes. And you can call 1-800-APATRIOT and use the code MOJO50, and you'll get a service that uses the same networks as the big companies, but does not use your the money that you pay in your bill against you and the things that you believe. You can go to patriotmobile.com. Put in a slash mojo50 at the end there, patriotmobile.com slash mojo50, and they will waive the activation fee. You'll know that instead of your money going to uh, causes like Planned Parenthood and the Rainbow Push Coalition and all of these other left-wing causes, any charitable contributions will uh, will be, be going to conservative organizations like the Heritage Foundation the National Rifle Association, and the Alliance Defending Freedom. With veteran-led Patriot Mobile, America's only conservative cell phone company, every phone call and every bill you paid protects your constitutional rights. Every bill fights for freedom. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say a few more things about Joe Biden. One of the things he was leaving, oh, I, I forgot to mention, the reason that he did not make his announcement in charlottesville virginia is because the radicals there were planning on protesting against him why not because he disagrees with anything he says he buys their cultural marxist agenda hook line and sinker but they were going to come out and protest joe biden because joe biden is an old white man and so his campaign staff had to do some quick adjustment and put his announcement in the secure confines of a union hall in Philadelphia. So as Joe Biden was leaving this event, he was asked by a reporter, um, you know, what does uh, your campaign mean? 
Starting, you're going on these shows, and you're going to hear a lot about Mr. it. Do you, do you have a message for the rest of the world? Yes, America's coming back like we used to be. Ethical, straight, telling the truth, moving in a way, supporting our allies. Have all those good things. I got to go. Well, we don't want to go back to the way we used to be most recently in the eight years of Obama and Biden. We don't want to be constantly lectured to. We won't. We don't want every issue turned into a racial issue. And we don't want the Democrat Party continuing to divide people up based on race, gender, class, sexual orientation, and every other identity politics that they can come up with in order to divide or conquer. We've had enough of that. And Donald Trump has said that we all bleed red and we all um, pledge allegiance to one American flag. That, those nationalist themes are the things that you base um, bringing a, a country, especially one as diverse as the United States, together as one, e pluribus unum. But I've got a clip here. You know, uh, a lot has been made of trying to paint and mischaracterize Donald Trump as a, a, a stooge of Russia. And lately, you know, in this Russia collusion hysteria that the Democrats have put together, they have cre- recreated a, a, a form of McCarthyism where there's a, a, a red scare, a moral panic, really that we are going to be overrun by Russia. Never mind that uh, the USSR collapsed, that Russia is a nation with about one-fifth the population of Europe and about one-tenth the GDP of the United States. They're basically just another country. Yes, they have nuclear weapons, but uh, if we would stop antagonizing them and and instead try to go back to what we were doing, which was working with them after the Cold War, then they could actually be brought into the family of Democrat nations. But, of course, the Democrats find it more useful to create Russia as the new boogeyman and claim that uh, Donald Trump is a toady for Vladimir Putin. Never mind the fact that we're actually having our lunch eaten by the uh, communist Chinese who are in fact, still communist and a one-party dictatorship. No, we're too busy trying to gin up a new Cold War with Russia to, than to actually do anything to protect ourselves against the real threat in the world. But uh, this is a clip that's probably going to come back to haunt Joe Biden because he rightly pointed out back during the uh, 2000 and uh, I guess it was the 2012 campaign that Russia really isn't any longer disposed to be an enemy of the United States. So and the second thing is Governor Romney's answer, I thought, was incredibly revealing. He acts like he thinks the Cold War is still on. Russia is still our major adversary. I don't know where he's been. I mean, we have disagreements with Russia, but they're united with us on Iran. The only way we're getting, one of only two ways we're getting material into Afghanistan or our troops is through Russia. They are working closely with us. They've just said to Europe, if there is an oil shutdown in any way in the Gulf, they'll consider increasing oil supplies to Europe. That's not, this is not. 1956. So there was a little bit of truth that actually uh, slipped through Joe Biden's lips. It doesn't happen often, so you might want to note that. 
And that was that after the collapse of the Soviet Union and the end of the Cold War, Russia was predisposed to try to cooperate with the United States. As a matter of fact, Russia had uh, organizations over there, some that were infiltrated by the State Department, by the way, uh, after the collapse of the Soviet Union to show them how to conduct a democracy, to how, how to have free elections, how to set up a free enterprise system. And the Russia phobes over at the State Department and the military-industrial complex just could not have that. There was too much money, too many, many careers on the line. And so they insisted on antagonizing the former uh, great power of Russia, pushed NATO right up to their doorstep, started uh, canceling nuclear treaties that they had negotiated, and reigniting a Cold War. And Trump was absolutely correct during the campaign when he said that we need to have good relations with Russia. There are enough problems in this world without creating more. But no, the Democrats wouldn't have it. It's so much of their narrative depended on them labeling Donald Trump as a toady of the Soviet or of the former Soviet Union Russia. And so they've ginned up a new Cold War. So we can't focus on China who are eating our lunch or territorially expanding in, uh, in the Asia-Pacific region and challenging the U.S. Navy on the high seas. And this is just going to go on and on as long as we have this ruling class dictating terms to us. we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Kate Smith being banned by the Flyers and the Yankees right after these messages. And you're back. I'm right now with Jim Dawes, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective on the Mojo 5.0 radio network. Well, you've probably seen that they're digging up poor old Kate Smith, the one of God Bless America fame, and excoriating her because she recorded a couple songs back in the 1930s. 1930s? that are politically incorrect now and you're just you know not allowed to take people any longer based on the the cultural norms at the time and she recorded a couple of songs that were uh you know they weren't hateful but they were uh they were definitely uh racist one was uh uh, why God created darkies, and I can't remember the other one. But you know they're they're not worthy, they're not uh, appropriate for play any longer. But at the time, they were actually recorded by black artists as well. And uh, because somebody brought this to the attention of the Philadelphia Flyers and the New York Yankees, both of which play Kate Smith's rendition of "God Bless America," um, the the Flyers play it. Uh, during the uh, intermissions at the hockey games and the New York Yankees played it um, uh, during the seventh inning stretch. But they have both just immediately collapsed to the PC police. And the Philadelphia Flyers actually had a statue of Kate Smith outside their arena, and they immediately covered it with a black tarp 
and it has now been removed. So what you're seeing here is a preemptive capitulation. Both the Yankees and the Rangers, the last thing they wanted was a um, a racial incident with Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson uh, shaking them down for uh, for donations and you know uh, holding protests outside their arenas. So immediately at the first sign of any trouble, they capitulated and, in fact, removed a statue of Kate Smith. Because you see, we have to bow to our cultural overlords. And the sooner the better, because if you don't, they will show up with their hand out demanding reparations in the form of uh, corporate contributions. And if you don't give them that, They'll be outside with bullhorns shouting, no justice, no peace. And it's just a damn shame because Kate Smith, people don't know their history any longer, but Kate Smith during um, the Second World War raised something, I think it was $800 million for the war effort and, and selling war bonds. She was a devout patriot and there's no indication that she actually did anything hateful to black people at the time at all she recorded this song these two songs which were perfectly um in keeping with the times as i said they were also recorded by black artists but now they're digging up poor old kate smith the amount of money she raised for the war effort, $800 million, is in today's money, billions and billions of dollars. And now in the cultural Marxist world that we live, she has been depersoned. All of the great things she did is are, are now verboten. Well, I've got a question. If Kate Smith's uh, lyrics some 80 years ago now or enough to have her excised from popular culture. How about the current rap artists? Uh, Nipsey Hussle was buried at the, uh, had a, uh, a ceremony after he was shot on the streets of uh, Inglewood, LA by another gangster rapper type. Nipsey Hussle had a, uh, a funeral ceremony at the Staples Center where Barack Obama himself sent recorded condolences. He had a 25-mile-long uh, pr- uh, procession to the funeral. They closed the streets. How about we excise some of that stuff? That They're playing uh, some of the most vile, misogynistic, anti-cop, uh, white, anti-white racist lyrics on our airwaves that you've ever imagined. You know, don't see anybody insisting that that stuff be taken down, although they should. How about Muhammad Ali? We've got statues of Muhammad Ali outside the Muhammad Ali uh, um Oh, I can't remember the name of the arena in in his hometown. Muhammad Ali was a member of the Nation of Islam, the same Nation of Islam 
that that is headed by Louis Farrakhan, and, and at the time it was headed by Elijah Muhammad. These people believe that white people were a uh, a experiment gone wrong and that white people are evil they call us blue-eyed devils muhammad ali was virulently racist in that regard are we going to tear down muhammad ali statues are we going to ban um, his fights from being shown on tv no you see there's only one side that suffers these kind of indignities and it doesn't matter how much good you did in the world if you had a, a a misstep that can be considered by today's standard as anything other than complete complete self-loathing then you will be excised i've got a clip here it's kind of a long clip but i think you ought to hear it it is uh, the um, the head at the time of the philadelphia flyers that uh, that started playing the kate smith um God bless America at their games talking on CNN with uh, this radical New York times columnist uh, and sports writer who's, who thinks it's just great. It's just great that we do away with Kate Smith, but you notice they don't ever say anything about the historical figures um, like Muhammad Ali or the current rap um, issue. The Flyers, currently the president of the Museum of Sports, and Lou, it was you who introduced the Kate Smith God Bless America to the Flyers, and for people who aren't sports fans, this was a giant deal for the entire 70s yes, with Kate Smith in person, and, and then the song being played ever since then. And since the removal of the statue and the banning of the song, you say this is the PC police striking again. What do you mean? Well, I, I think there might have been a little bit of uh, uh, patience, uh, maybe some public discourse uh, the, for the Yankees to say. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't seem to know how this works. There's no issue or there's no patience. There is only finding uh, monsters to slay and and uh, labeling anybody who doesn't compete, completely capitulate to the cultural Marxist uh, agenda. Even if they're dead, they must be depersoned and condemned. Hey, while they're investigating it, they banked the song uh, for the uh, Flyers to uh, uh, ban the song. And, and, and by the way, the song pretty much had played itself out. It was 50 years ago in December 11th, 1969, when I first played it. And it's rarely been played in recent years. And, and the people absolutely love it. God bless America. God bless America, home to the, the most freedom on the face of the earth that allowed uh, people to have equal rights that was founded based on the, the uh, belief that all people are created equal. Yes, God bless America, and, and the, the reason they don't play it as much anymore is because they become sensitive to cult martial Marxist sensibilities. It was time to put the song to bed, but to take this to cover the statue uh, with black tarp and rope and then to have it removed in the under cover of darkness or in the wee hours when nobody was around. To me, I think that was a little over the top. That's how they do it. They sneak in in the middle of the night and they steal our history and our our heritage. LZ. 
Well, I mean, he's entitled to his opinion, but... Oh, how generous of LZ, the New York Times sports writer, to say, oh, you're entitled to your opinion. Not an opinion, it's whether or not the content, and not just the songs that she, you know, is quoted as singing, but also the fact that she performed in blackface at some point. Oh, she performed in blackface. Oh, isn't that awful? Never mind the fact that the current governor of Virginia and the attorney general of Virginia have photographs of them appearing in blackface. You see, they have admitted that they're morally retarded so and, and that they will capitulate completely to the cultural Marxist agenda. So we, they're useful, and we'll keep them. And performing as a black mammy, uh, those things aren't opinions. Those are facts. And the reality is, is that just as we no longer celebrate the men who used to kill people who thought the earth was round because they believe it was flat, we moved on. We've gotten better as a society, and this is just one more step in us becoming better as a society. You know, Lou, you wrote an op-ed, and in that op-ed you said, what's caused the ruckus are songs she recorded in the 1930s that today are considered racist. Aren't they just flat-out racist? Isn't? Yeah, they're flat-out racist, but only by today's standard. And at the time, people weren't walking around with a chip on their shoulder looking to get angry about every little thing. So I'm going to take a couple of minutes here, if if you will let me, just to uh, do my part to keep the cultural heritage of um, of America alive. This is Kate Smith in one of her very first recordings of God Bless America. This is an absolute abomination that they're banning Kate Smith, who was the um, the master of this God Bless America theme. But uh, irony isn't the proper word for it. It's a travesty is what it really is. She, is, uh, she has performed, and that song has been played in so many venues that she is synonymous with the song God Bless America. And now we've let the cultural Marxist 
dictate that we are no longer allowed to listen to it or think of Kate Smith as she was a true American patriot that, yes, was flawed like the rest of the country was at the time. And really, it's a damn shame. But I'm going to continue to listen to God Bless America, and I think Kate uh, Kate Smith's version of it is by far and away the best. So Mother's Day is coming up. You better get ready. The last thing you want to do is disappoint your mother on Mother's Day. And there's a company called Menostalgia who's having a Mother's Day promotion. They put together a gift crate just for your mom. It's got uh, rich maple syrup, naturally sweet and full of flavor. And it's got a wild rice pancake mix in the crate. They have hazelnut honey, which is, if you haven't tried it, you can put it on cereal or in your coffee and tea. It's just fabulous. Delicious blueberry jams, homemade. Put it on ice cream. It's uh, fabulous. This crate is full of... um, just wonderful gifts for your mom a pure soy candle it's a fragranced candle many other uh, things that your mom will love and you can save 10% on this Mother's Day crate or any item that you order from Menostalgia if you use the promo code MOM10 you have to get your order in by Sunday May 5th to guarantee delivery by Mother's Day. So time flies. Don't miss out. Go look them up on the web. Mini Minostalgia. It's spelled M-I-N-N-E-S-T-A-L-G-I-A. That, that uh, spelling again is M-I-N-N-E-S-T-A-L-G-I-A. When you get to their website, be sure to use the promo code MOM10 and you'll get a 10% discount. Well, well, well. So we're we're learning more and more about this um, this massacre of Christians in Sri Lanka and the really tragic part of this is all of this could have been avoided. But the Sri Lankan government, although they received 10 days of warning that this Pacific group was planning a terrorist attack on Easter Day, did nothing to stop it. The president, whose name I can't pronounce of Sri Lanka, says that he was never notified by his intelligence authorities. I have a hard time believing that, but I guess it's possible. But it's being speculated that the reason the Sri Lankan authorities didn't do anything to stop this attack is because they didn't want to offend the Muslims. They never dreamed that the attack would be as large or deadly as it turned out to be. And it appears that they were perfectly willing to sacrifice some Christians to a Muslim terrorist attack in order to keep from uh, antagonizing the Muslims to begin with. I got a clip here. This is a, a foreign policy expert. Her name is Heinrich. And she's talking about what exactly happened there in, uh, in Sri Lanka. Well, part of the, um, the, from what I'm gathering, is part of the fear here is that they don't want to create 
greater um, sectarian uh, animosity between groups. They don't want this to become religious groups again, pitted against religious groups. But you have to call a spade a spade. Uh, Christians have been targeted. We saw that the Christians were targeted in Pakistan a couple of years ago on Easter. Um, we saw that Christians have been targeted in the Philippines and Indonesia by uh, Islamist militant groups. And so you, you have to call a spade a spade in order to actually have uh, greater preparedness on the part of the government so these Christians going to church to worshiping understand the threats that they're under um, and, and that this all has to be part of a coordinated effort to protect these peaceful worshipers. Well, you are not allowed to call a spade a spade. You're most definitely not allowed to call a spade a spade any longer. And you're not even allowed to suggest that despite the fact that there's been over 200 church burnings and desecrations just this year in France, that in the absence of any other evidence that it is perfectly appropriate to speculate that maybe Notre Dame was burned by an Islamic radical. We know that Islamic radicals had attempted to bomb the church previously, that, that uh, Muslims have cut the throat of a Catholic priest who is holding mass, and that uh, the, the absolute rash of church burnings and desecrations and attack on, attacks on Christians happen to coincide with Easter Sunday. But of course, if you even raise that specter, you will be cut off of Fox News by Shepard Smith and Neil Cavuto. And it's been commented on, and I'm going to say something about it here, of the way that the mainstream media and the Democrat politicians tried to soft pedal this attack on Christians in Sri Lanka. You know, the tweets that went out after this mass murder, I think the death toll now is up to about 359 with about another 500 grievously wounded, so the death toll is going to continue to rise. The tweets that went out studiously avoided calling these Christians as, as opposed in sharp contrast to the, uh, the reaction of the mosque attacks in New Zealand where, um, where Barack Obama, for instance, and Hillary Clinton and the media came out and defended Muslims and, and said that this is another uh, example of anti-Muslim fervor. In the aftermath of Sri Lanka, they could not bring themselves to use the word Christian. And the, the terminology that developed was Easter worshipers. This was an attack on Easter worshipers. Well, Jim, you say, Easter worshipers are Christian. Yeah, but why can't you use the word Christian? And you'll notice that this term Easter worshipers was used again and again. It was the, the go-to terminology that they used to refer to this attack. And here's something that's really interesting. All of these uh, references to Easter worshipers spelled worshipers, W-O-R-S-H-I-P-P-E-R-S, with two Ps. That's not how you spell worshipers. Worshipers is spelled with one P. So either all of these sources in the media and Hillary Clinton and, and um, Barack Obama and all of the Democrats running for president 
misspelled worshipers in exactly the same way, or they were sending out a tweet based on one of these talking points. You'll, you, you notice how uh, any reaction to Donald Trump is immediately parroted almost verbatim by uh, the Democrats and their mouthpieces in the media who adopt these same talking points. But you would think that they wouldn't tell people how to respond to or wouldn't need to tell people how to respond to a mass murder of Christians in church on Easter Sunday. But no, they have to downplay the Christian victims so as not to um, do anything to offend the Muslims, worshipers with 2P. Oh, man, oh, man. So we're apparently just, uh, you know, uh, obligated to march our way into uh, extinction. We're not allowed to even call out what is being done to Western civilization and Christendom. So we've got uh, just a little time left, and I want to point out that the the Democrat, the crop of Democrat socialists, or as I say, socialist Democrats, now including Joe Biden, have all thrown in on this this idea of socialism. You can have free health care. I'm for that. We'll just tax the rich. You can have free college tuition. You can have that. We'll just tax the rich some more. You can have a free guaranteed income, and we'll do that by, oh, I know, we'll tax the rich. And these schemes out there are basically to the point now where if you follow these Democrats, we will most assuredly end up as the next Venezuela or Cuba or Soviet Union. Because basically what socialism does is it saps people of their motivation to try to excel because you don't one it starts off you don't have to work to survive we will give you an income we'll take care of your health care you can even go to college free and oh by the way you can just stay at home and and watch the internet so you don't have to work to survive well people will want to get ahead well they've got that covered too because if you get out there and you work hard and you engage in free enterprise and you try to get ahead in the world, you'll have Uncle Sam at the door collecting taxes to pay for the people who don't work. So your motivation or your incentive to work and excel will be sapped at the same time. And oh, by the way, once people learn that all they have to do is go to the polls every two years and vote for the candidate that's offering to increase their standard of living and give them more free stuff, they'll have to confiscate more and more of the productive people's wealth in order to fund all this. These are things that used to be understood and used to be taught in our primary schools and in our colleges but no longer because the left, the cultural Marxists have taken over academia and they're training the next generation to be little Marxists. Cultural Marxists, identity politics, any, anybody except for white people 
are victims. And the only way, if you're a white person, you can redeem yourself is by capitulating wholeheartedly to the non-white mob. And they've inculcated them with this uh, cultural Marxist economic theory that says that Capitalism is bad, free enterprise is bad, and the, the thing to do is just to take all of this big pie and redistribute, a, redistribute it to everybody equally. Never mind the, the fact that the pie was created by free enterprise and capitalism. I mean, it's the, uh, it's the oldest story known to man. Kill the goose that laid the golden egg. I could play you clip after clip after clip of these Democrats out there trying to outdo each other and promising more and more free stuff. But I'll just play you one here. This is old Bernie in the 2016 presidential election. What I need to reach for that I can promise people that will get them to vote for me. Oh, I'll give them free tuition. The same as... um, Elizabeth Warren is promising reparations. I will take money from white people and give it to you if you will vote for me because I need the black vote. And you've got all of the Democrat politicians are running for president offering free health care. Never mind the fact that the health care is going to be rationed and you're going to have long, long waiting lines like they do in the, in the countries that do have socialized medicine, like the U.K. and Canada. And you may die while you're waiting for one of these government-provided pr- procedures. But here's Bernie Sanders back in 2016 promising free tuition. And that is why I believe that in the year 2016, Public colleges and universities should be tuition-free. Now, you would think that people would be able to see through this. Bernie Sanders actually honeymooned. He spent his honeymoon with his uh, his little communist wife over in the Soviet Union. And he came back and he had wonderful, wonderful things to say about the Soviet Union. He thought it was just great. You see what happened to the Soviet Union? It collapsed under its own contradictions. The, the thing they used to say is... They pretend to pay us, and we pretend to work. But the Democrat Party is not interested in learning the lessons of history. They just want to get elected. And the way they want to get elected is promising you more and free stuff. It's an empty promise and will result in the end of America as we know it. Well, that's about it for this version of uh, Right Now with Jim Dawes. I hope you'll join us back here again tomorrow on the Talk America Radio Network. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva paper towels. 
Visit vivatels.com to learn more.